Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Show Show Podcast presented by TheSwathReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I, I, I don't care if you're a coach, a player, trainer, support staff, whatever have you. If you were associated with UCL football, when that clock hit triple zeros in the fourth quarter yesterday up there in Pittsburgh, Kansas, nobody should have walked off the field with their heads not held high. Because what we saw out there was probably the, the best effort, fight, and above all else, pride we have seen from that football team all season long. And I truly commend those seniors out there. They have nothing to hold their heads about. I, they... I'm telling you, they went out in a blaze of glory. Okay, sure, we should have won the football game. I, I will 100% agree with that when we get into it here. Yeah, we had ample chance to win, win, win the game. But I think regardless of the score, though, UCO won yesterday. And I will tell you why they won yesterday. Because what we saw out there is the potential of this football team when fight effort and pride combined for four quarters. But I'm telling you right there, right? If, if we clean up the, the the football aspect of it, which I'm sure, you know, that 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 we can. This is why I said in the preseason, right? If we got this week in and week out, this is a special football team. Right, and we saw it out there. We saw it against Kearney in the opener. We saw it against Missouri Southern. Right, when those three things happen, the guys play with effort, the guys fight, and they play with pride. The sky is the limit. And I commend the seniors. I said I came on here last week and I said, just go out swinging, and they went out swinging. I commend that. I commend each and every senior. I took the field lane. Amante, Steph, Peyton, Marlowe, uh, who I'm forgetting here, Cooper McCoy, but I'm again, I'm forgetting somebody else in there, and if I am, I deeply apologize. Uh, David Vargas as well. Right, like I, I truly commend those guys right there, okay? Because while right, we fell short of the goals though. They went out providing an example of what the UCO standard should be. That what we saw out there Saturday needs to be the standard we see each and every Saturday. And when a UCO football team takes the football field, that's what we need to see. Because if we see that, I'm telling you right now, if we see that with the talent we have returning right there, okay, the sky is the limit. And that is exactly why each and every road game, each and every game we played, teams were scared of us. I don't care. Again, I go back to, I think it was Fort Hayes. They was not comfortable until it was, what, 20, 20, 27 and nothing in the fourth, right? Like, the, we legitimately team, I'm telling you right now, it's, it, we grossly underachieved this year. We got to call it what it is. We grossly underachieved this year. Probably the most disappointing season in my time covering. Just from a talent standpoint, right? What we thought we had back, what we thought the mindset was, right? I think that's brutally clear. Okay. But again, it, 
if we can just harness what we saw out there yesterday, what we saw out there on homecoming, what we saw out there in the in the season opener, right? There's no reason why this time next year we're not talking about a team preparing for a bowl. We're not talking about a team maybe preparing for a playoff game. Because what we saw out there Saturday, the 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 fight, the effort, and the that was championship level football from that standpoint. Okay, because you got guys out there playing their hearts out, fighting tooth and nail. Right, I the secondary was much maligned. Right, and I I did again. I should the whole unit really the whole defensive unit was much maligned for the majority of the season. Right, I think we can all agree to that. It, it was it was not good on the run defense. Right, the secondary was not good early on in the season. The pass rush was lacking. Right, it just was not good. I fully commend Coach Brandon Lechtenberg, Coach Rashad Sanders, Coach Kevin Neal, and Coach Adam McGuire over there on that on that defensive unit because they turned in a well of a game, probably the best game of the season. Okay, because we were on the road against what were they number what eight? I want to say they were number eight team in the country. And sure, Pritchett's going to say, oh, well, we didn't have Chad Dawson Jr. We had Ty Pennington. Listen, I, Ty Pennington has run for what? Like six touchdowns? I mean, we're acting like, like Ty Pennington is just some crap quarterback here. The fact remains, they went up there in a hostile environment. That defensive unit right there had six sacks in the game, lived in the backfield, okay? Time after time after time, Gave UCO a chance offensively there. Only allowed three points in the second half. Okay, the defense, and we had two fourth down stops, I feel like. We had key breakups from Amante, from JK. I give those those guys full credit right there. I know JK got hurt a few times, came back in the game. Left it all on the field there, right? With, uh, like... That what we saw out of that defensive unit, okay, I I commend those guys tremendously, right? Zane Adams, well of a game. Hunter Largen, well of a game, right? Um, Amante Davis, way to go out. J.K., well of a game, right? Like, Raekwon had a, had a big TFL, right? I commend each and every guy on defense there because they that was the last three or four games. I, I truly felt like the defense was turning a corner. I truly feel like if the if we get that for eleven games next year, we're gonna be back to twenty twenty two standards. And that that was a really good defense. Okay, I commend those guys. Right. I what cost us Saturday in no turn was the six turnovers, right? We can't, I don't care if we're playing Lincoln, we're playing uh, Northeastern State, or we're playing Pitt State, right? And you have six turnovers, you're probably not going to win the football game, right? And we can't, we we got to say the special teams unit was the worst of the season. Now, it was unfortunate. I thought they was making strides. I said last week, we need to clean that up because a one win Watt Washburn team was getting good field position on kickoff returns. Okay, we had a field goal block before the half, right? We we muffed a punt. We had two kickoff returns, I think, not get back to the 20. 
right? They almost broke, I feel like, one or two kickoff returns, right? It's, it's, it's not good because we, get, we said we needed all three phases. We were going to pull the upset. We did not get that from the special teams unit, right? Okay, offensively, we can't have three interceptions. And granted, two of them, two of them were late in the game. Yeah, I, I, I get, especially the last one, it was fourth down. I, I, I get that. Okay. But we can't have that. We can't have, what was it, two, two fumbles, right? Like we, we, we can't have two drives in. One, we had, we did the strip sack after we converted the fourth down, right? We had momentum. We were driving. The other one, again, we were driving and we had a fumble on the, on the, the handoff. We can't. You can't do that on the road against top ten team. We're just not gonna. You're just not gonna win the football game. We gotta call it what it is. We're not gonna win the football game, uh, right? But I, I commit. I give uh, Jacob Delso credit. This might have been the man's best game of the season. All right, uh, he had the lone touchdown on fourth down. None of the less, I think it was third or third or fourth down. Uh, probably Dawson Hurl's best player in the UCLA uniform. We're gonna be that's the Dawson Hurl that I was I was raving about when he transferred in out of Missouri Southern. Because that's the Dawson we need to see, not the Dawson that's forcing the passes down the field for no apparent reason. Right? We need to see that, right? We saw he did when when he played within the offense yesterday, right? We hummed along, right? When when he didn't force it, when he took what the defense gave him, either with the short to intermediate passes, right? He ran with it. Uh, I, I, right, that's the Dawson they need to see because he doesn't need to do what he had to do at Missouri Southern, right? We have the weapons where we can take a five or six yard check down and turn it into a 20, 25, 30 yard game, right? Like we have those weapons. So I think. If we can, if he can turn, tone down the interceptions, okay, tone down the turnovers, take what the defense gives them each drive, okay, like, I think the offense still has tremendous, tremendous potential, right? I, I know the run game was not great. I felt like we went away from the, I felt like we went away from the run game. I did, as bad as the Pitt State comment, commentating was, and let me, let me tell you, that was some awful commentating. I, I truly contemplated watching that game on mute, but uh, I, I I didn't because I still need to see on uh, some of the tackles you could overhear the PA announcer so I could kind of uh, figure out who was who was making the plays. Uh, it was very bad commentating, so I just full warning on the highlight video tomorrow. Commentating is gonna be is gonna be bad, so I I just, I just put that out there now. It's not as bad as, as Lincoln was last year, but it, it's definitely a close second. Um, but I said I felt like we went away from the from the run game. I I, I know I, I know I'm sure everybody associated saw that zero wasn't out there. I I, I kind of know what happened. I'm not gonna say anything, but. Right, I I felt like we went away from that. I felt like when we, I felt like we we had some runs. Right, I felt like Jalen had a had a, had a few runs. Peyton had had a nice run in there. Uh, Carney had had a nice run. Felt like it might have went away from that. I felt like we did that. 
earlier this season. Was it against Missouri Western? Maybe it was. I felt like there was a time earlier this season. No, I think it was Central Missouri where we went away from the run game. Uh, I that we got to keep the run game there. Um, but like oh, over overall offensively, if you take away the turnover, offensive line did a well of a job. I'm telling you right now, uh, Lane and Cooper should should have walked off that field, but their heads held high. That's a very good pitch state defense. They allowed only one sack. Okay, right, like Dawson for the vast majority of the time. He had time back there, right? Like, I, I give those guys credit, especially when you figure that, that they was down two starters, both guards were hurt. I get I get, I get that offensive line credit. I give Coach Doral credit there because he's the offensive, offensive line coach. Uh, coach coach Tweehouse as well. I give those, those, those guys credit, okay, because their unit turned into well of a game, all right? They have nothing to be shamed up there. Coach Curtis receiving core, for the most part, nothing to be ashamed of. I, there was times where we, where Dawson had time and no one was getting getting open and he was able to run with it. But we still had some nice catches, right? Madison had a few catches. I don't, one, he took a very scary fall. He was undercut and landed like right on his head. I was glad to see him pop up there. Right, like I said, Delso, I felt like it was his best game of the season. Uh, I think Terrell has some nice catches in there too. Right, like I, I give, I give those guys credit. That's the, if you take away the six turnovers, yeah, you take away the six turnovers. I think UCL wins this football game. I, and I, and I think, I think that's the part that maybe is toughest, right? Because usually, when we get these kind of efforts for four quarters. Right, we get, we got, we 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 see the result like we got on homecoming. We see the result that we got against Kern. We see the result we got last year against Northwest Missouri, against Emporia, right? Against Central Missouri last year, right? I think that's the part that was the toughest because it, it really, really, I mean, you could look at the Kearney game last year. I felt like we didn't, we didn't deserve to win that football game. Yeah, the way the defense play on that on that on that final drive. All right. Uh the this was probably the most pain I felt from a loss since Central Missouri 2021, right there. Uh I I that in the Pitt State game of 2021, right there, were were last two losses I truly felt like. Truly, truly felt pain right there uh, because you know those guys left it all on the field, and we saw that Saturday. And so I truly commend those guys. I did. Again, I tip my hat to them, but this is why I was critical for the vast majority of the season because we have to ask the question, and I, I this falls on both the players and coaches here because they both have fought for this. You they both got to come together to find an answer. Why was we not getting this for eleven games? That I I think that's the that's the because we got it for for ten games last year. Like I you can literally look last year and say aside from the Pitt State game, guys play hard and fought and fought and 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 every game, and that we ended up with a winning record. 
Okay. We see this shit didn't happen, right? It, it it genuinely did not did not happen. And we gotta find we gotta figure out a way to ensure that happens for 11 games next year. Because again, as I said numerous times, I'm gonna say it again. Next year is a very crucial year for the program. Because we look at the Ross construction, say it's in a win now mode. We did not do that this year. It has to be done next year. Okay. And I think defensively, we've taken the steps to make that happen. Okay. Because I'm telling you right now, I, from where we were defensively a handful of games ago to where we are now is night and day. And I give the staff credit. I give the guys on that unit credit. Okay. Because they, they made the effort to make changes and it's working. Okay. And I, I give them credit. I think barring transfers and such, we still return the bulk of that. Okay. So I'm very optimistic about what we saw out of that, out of that unit, right? Offensively, I if we stop hurting ourselves, right? If we stop with the turnovers. Okay, if if we if we stick to the run game a little bit longer, there's no reason why we can't average near 400 yards a game offensively. Like, I, I I really don't see why, especially especially if we get the Dawson we saw uh, uh and when he was at Missouri Southern, right? We get the take what the defense gives you play within the play with play within the offense right play smart take care of the football but this thing he doesn't have to do much like he really he really doesn't have to do much other than take care of the ball right it's like right it, it's it's like we said we need him to be Keats Calhoun okay like and that's why I truly feel bad for Keats the way he went out because if you gave Keats the offense we have now, I, I, we, we, I mean, boy, right? That's so, like, that, I think that's the offense's biggest thing, and we got to figure out ball security. Uh, we've got to do that there. We've also got to figure out a way to hit the deep shots. Uh, I don't. That's been a problem in the draw era. We just have missed a lot of deep shots. Uh, it is tragic because obviously we had the field stretchers to do that, right? I know sometimes it's the wind. That's just it's just it's just the way it is where we're located, right? The wind's always probably going to be bad, but we but we gotta find a way to hit those deep shots uh, because again that that just opens up the offense the offense more, um, right? Special teams we've got to get. We first of all we can't be having all these all these all these muffs. Right, we had this was a problem last year with Jimmy on Dangerfield. It's a problem this year. It's a problem this year early on with Tariq Logan. Um, he got he got a fix. We had Kobe back there. I just again, it's been a tough season for Kobe. I think we all we all know this here. Again, I think it looked like he was playing some corner yesterday, which is probably why it was his second best game of the season. We'll be another percent honest with you there. Uh, so, but yeah, but we got to get special teams fixed there. Uh, we've got to figure out the, who return man is. I mean, I know at the end of the season, probably just putting guys back there just to, just to see, but like we, we, we've got to tighten up that, that, that kick return coverage. Uh, right. We had to punt. 
We had a we had a running into the punter call on the punt block. Penn State was then able to get the first down and end up there scoring a touchdown, I believe it was. Uh sorry, so that that cost us seven there. You got you talking about the muff that cost us a drive, right? Like we can't we can't have that when we playing good teams. We can't have that in general. But especially when we're playing good football teams, that's a great way to lose the game. So we definitely gotta fix that. Um we 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 we've got to We've got to fix the kicking game, too. I know it's been a tough year for Nicky, right? He did hit the game when he field goal against Missouri Southern. He had a 42-yard field goal that he drilled there early on against Pitt State, right? The second one was blocked. But we've got, we've got to fix that. Um, we're being honest, I, the best part of special teams this year uh, I would say outside of the kick block unit, I mean, we blocked two, three kicks this year, uh, forced a few misses, so I give them credit on that. And then I felt like the punt, the punting between David Vargas and Grace Miller. Grace Miller had a well of a punt uh, yesterday. Uh, so I think that's some positives. We got to get that fixed, though, because that will cost us games. I um, mean, it, it might cost us the game. Well, it partly cost us the game yesterday, uh, right? So I think we, we 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 got to look at that too. I just think the biggest thing for the team, I mentally, I don't know. We've got to come into every game playing the way we did yesterday. If we do that, we win a lot of football games. I felt like felt like that's kind of the difference, right? Like. What I, I look at 2017-2018, last time we had back-to-back winning seasons, last time we were in a postseason game, right? Uh if you fe- I felt like the team believed as the, and we saw I thought they played each and each and every game. They came out, they gave their best effort, and that's why we had back-to-back uh eight wins, eight win seasons, right? I think 2019 we just had a lot of injuries. Um, made it very, very, very tough between that and the awful defensive line. Okay, what I think twenty twenty one, the guys fought hard. I mean, we had the tough losses to Pitt State and Central Missouri, so we at a minimum right there should have uh, should have gotten the six wins, and then I think it was I thought one other game. That we we were we were in and better. I feel like that we were a handful of players that year from being a seven win team. Okay, but again, I felt the effort was there. I felt the effort and fight was there. I felt like felt the offensive line was just terrible. We got we got to call it what 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 it was that that year, right? I just but I I, I truly felt I truly felt like oh. Northwest, we against Northwest. We was only down to have 10, 10 nothing there, right? I so we had chances that year, but again, I was proud of the fight and the effort that we saw out of that team for eleven games last year. Again, right? I think we got the most out of that, out of that, out of that, out of that team, right? Offensively, I think we was just limited, uh, given the playmakers, right? But again, the guy, the effort and the fight was there for eleven, for ten games, okay, and we ended up with six wins. 
whatever reason, I I did not feel like it was there for the majority of the season. It was there in spurts. It was there against Kearney. Uh, it was there against Fort Hayes. It was there against. It was there. It was there yesterday. It's kind of there against Washburn. I mean it. And, and again, it just—I I don't know. I felt like we, we, we could have, we, we probably should have beaten them by more than thirty-four. We being, we being a hundred percent honest, uh, right? But I, we've got to get that because to me, to me again, I uh, this was the this was a similar level effort fight. I think that we saw against Northeastern State last year. Uh, just the execution wasn't there. But again, if we play like that, I think the sky's the limit. And I think that's the biggest takeaway here, which is why despite the season, I'm encouraged heading heading into the offseason. Um I'm I'm hoping that we we turn this around because like I said before, I that further talent is there. Uh we've just got to put it together on the field and and play four quarters of football. I mean, I don't know what else to really say. I mean, about this season, just in, just, just in closing, obviously we're going to have a, you know, where we break it down in more detail. But like, as far as my closing thoughts on it, I mean, that's, that's kind of basically what, I mean, what, what, uh, what it kind of lies. I mean, I, I, I think we know we're talented. I think, right. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like the coaches is, I mean, I, I don't know. I just felt like we, we we've got to live up to the talent, and we just have we didn't we didn't we didn't do that this year. Uh, I think that's the biggest takeaway. But again, we got very lucky that we were turning the book of the team. Um, you know, it, maybe we 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 see what we what what the coaches bring in on early signing day and national signing day and through the portal and 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 such because uh, again, like. I want to believe this is a good football team. We, we, we've seen it in spurts, but until I see a week in and week out, like I said, after the Fort Hayes game, right, I, I'm going to just consider this an average team until proven, proven otherwise. Now, it's isn't the only team that I that I do, I do it with, right? Like, I used to be a diehard OU fan, right? I used to drink the, drink the Kool-Aid every year is our year, right, you know? Um, I imagine you're a Dallas Cowboy fan kind of the same way. But, you know, every time you get, dis- you know, you get let let down, so you just stop and just say, okay, I- sure, you can say that, but you got to prove it. That's kind of where I am now um, because, like I said, we know the guys are talented, but just because you're talented doesn't mean that that you'll win. So, um, so, again, I'm proud of the fight. I'm proud of the effort. We'll go ahead and get into the recap here. Uh, Pitt State would win the coin toss and defer. Dawson would get the start. Steph, I think, took four or five snaps. I think the shoulder, you know. Uh, but again, it, it does not it does not lessen the impact that he has made on the on the program. Ayusha uh, would start going straight out on the on the opening drive. However, the defense would get a stop. Uh, after J.K.'s first TFL of the game, and then a hold on third, on third, third down, the punt would land at the UCO six. UCO would go three and out, but the punt would be returned to the UCO twenty seven. See, we can't have that. 
Uh, Pitch State would capitalize on that with a touchdown pass. At the 415, 7-0. You show, however, would respond set up by a big Terrell Davis catch that led to uh, the aforementioned touchdown pass to Jacob Delso on third on third down in a seven to seven at the one twenty two mark in the first quarter. Again, best play of Dawson Hurl's UCO career right there. Uh, avoided the pressure, kept looking downfield, threw a beautiful ball. I don't think he was set either. Threw a beautiful ball to the back of the end zone where Delsa was wide open. I'm really glad for Jacob. Right, he's had. Several missed touchdowns this season. Glad to see him finally get in the paint. Uh, so that'd be the last note of the first quarter. Then, uh, thanks to a blitz on first down and a mosey third down tackle, UCO would force a three and out. But that would be the muff pump by Kobe recovered at the UCO 19 by pitch day. However, UCO defense would hold uh, after a third down drop leads to a field goal, making it 10 to 7 at the 13 44 mark. So, again, right, that cost, that muff cost three three points that shouldn't have been on the scoreboard, and we lost the drive there. Uh, UCO, UCO would, would hand off on the kickoff for the second straight, straight time. Uh, it did not work the second time, it barely worked the first time. The Houston will start at their own 10. Dawson will be picked off on third down. At the throwing one on second down. Uh, he tried to throw. I said what he tried to do. He was going for Terrell. Uh, but instead of throwing it to the outside shoulder, he threw it to the inside. And Pitt State was right there to pick it off. Um, Pitt State would get the ball at the UCL 46. But the defense would hold Thanks to a Zion Bell pass pickup on third down. However, that would be where Way Kwan was flagged for running into the into the punter. Uh, made it and made a fourth and ten, a fourth and five with Pitt State would convert and then run their way into the end zone. Uh, three runs to the left, one to the right, making it seventeen to seven at the ten twenty one mark. Uh, then on the following drive, despite Delso and Ridgeway catches, Uso would have to punt uh, after after a control loss um, on second, and then a pass was behind Delso on third. I mean, wide open. I mean, he was wide open, had way more than the first down, uh, but the ball was thrown behind. Is it like that's the plays Dawson has to make like that? That's the plays we have to make when we're on the road against a top 10 team. Um, the punt, however, would land at the Pitt State 11. Shout out there to Grayson Miller again. Uh, UCO would the whole defense hold to a three and out thanks to Hunter's sack and the offensive pass interference on third down. The punt would go to the Pitt State 40. UCO would get the last points of the game with a 40-yard field goal. Um, after a after a missed touchdown to Terrell and then a near pick, but it's seventeen to ten at the three twenty five mark. Uh, UCO would then force a quick three and out thanks to two Zane Adams sacks in three plays. Again, Zane Adams' best game of his career right there. Uh, the pump would land at the UCO forty two. 
aided by uh, Peyton Scott, Delso Ridgeway catches. Corvado would attempt a 41-yard field goal before the half that was blocked. Being in a 17-10 game at the half, I will say, I will say Pitt State was doing, I mean, they, they were taking their sweet, jolly time getting off the pile, um, kind of holding our guys. Like, uh, Cole Droll was very animated, and rightfully so, when he had the call the last time out because they were holding lane. Uh, when when uh when we were trying to get up, they were like holding guys from getting up. Uh, there should have been a live game on them defensively right there. Uh, but but I I hundred percent agree there with Coach Draw. That was a legitimate gripe that um that 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 happened. Uh, but I do want to give the shout out there to the UCO run defense in the first half, only allowed fifty nine yards rushing. Um, I think when we look at look at look at the number. I think they had like 140, 150. But I will still say though, I said I think I, I think I said if we only allow one twenty five, that's a win. I was still I was the, the run defense was better. Yeah, they had a few long runs, but for the most part though, you could live with it. And then I think they also ran at least double-digit more plays than we did offensively, too. So you got to factor that in, that in too. But I, I, I would think this is the th- third straight game I've been pleased with the run defense. So, again, another shout-out there to that um, defensive unit. So Pitt State will come out the locker room strong uh, with some big runs. But, however, the, the, the defense would do what they did last year against, against Missouri Western get a goal line stand. They had three straight stops inside the one-yard line. Pitt State would challenge it. It would be no no, no good. The UCO would get the ball at their own one at the 839 mark. Uh, they would go three, three, three and out, and the punt would go down to the Pitt State 22. Again, Grayson Miller, fantastic partner right there. Future is bright. Uh, aided by a Lemuel Gordon TFL. I gotta give a shout out to Lemuel Gordon too. He has turned it on as of as of as of late. Uh, Zane and Johnny combined on a sack would force a three and out. Uh, the punt would land at the UCO forty six. Uh, UCO drive would end though on the strip sack. Uh, Dublin Aconco with a very good pass rusher for Pitt State beat Noah. Uh, it was clear as day. Uh, so Pitt State would recover it at the forty, uh, yeah, at the forty yard line. Usual defense would get another big, big stop there thanks to a quality of Monte third down pass breakup, and then JK had a fourth down pass breakup. Give Usual the ball back at their own 40, 40 at one, and then despite a beautiful fourth down conversion right there, my Jalen Cottrell. UCO fumbled the handoff recovered by Pitt State at the UCO 40-45 to still hold on to a seven-point lead entering the fourth. Uh, UCO would hold this, the spike Pitt State reverting a fourth down thanks to a Raekwon Wicks TFL and a JK pass breakup forced a missed field goal. UCO would get the ball at their own 31-yard line. However, 
However, that promising drive ends at a Cottrell fumble covered by Pitt State at the Pitt State 35. So again, we're looking at three drives there we had that ended in turnovers that we could have gotten. Even if we had gotten three field goals, at that point we have a two-score, a two-point lead. A UCO defense will hold Pitt State to a field goal, though, was which was a it it was a win, but then it was tough because it made the 10-point game at the 356 mark. A UCO would be picked off at the Pitt State 39 at the 229 mark. I wasn't sure what I was looking at there. That was the fifth UCO turnover. Uh then the defense, thanks to a Zane Adams sack, his third of the day would force a punt at the 125 mark. However, uh, Dawson was picked off on a fourth and three, and Pitt State was able to take some knees and run the clock out, escaping with a 20-10 to 10 win. If we're looking at the numbers, UCO only 13 first downs offensively, uh, 47 yards rushing on 23 carries. See, we got to have... Gotta do better than that. 76 yards before the losses, but we but we gotta do better than that running the football. Uh 187 passing, three picks to one touchdown, 234 on 58 plays. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to beat good teams like that. Uh five of fourteen on third is not bad. Oh one on fourth. Uh, we were sacked twice. Uh, we were sacked twice, apparently. We were sacked twice. Still, it's not bad against Pitt State. One on one on PATs, one and two on field goals. Then defensively, though, is where I was truly impressed, holding Pitt State to only 15 first downs, so about like a little over two a quarter. Um, no, excuse me, not, that that is so not right. Uh, a little over three a quarter. <laughs> You a corner, bro. Oh, that's bad. Um, 152 yards rushing on 46 carries, three more yards a carry. See, I can live with that because they ran the ball almost 50 times and still averaged less than four yards a carry. Uh, I can live with that. Okay, so I I, I give the defense credit there. However, I give the I give the secondary much credit only allowing 108 yards passing on 18 completions. Uh, again, just fantastic there. Allowed 260 on 76 plays. Fantastic effort there. But again, we can't have the defense on the field for what is that 18 more plays? Can't. We cannot have that. Um, 5 of 18 on third. Fantastic defense. 2 of 4 on fourth. Fantastic defense. There were 3 of 4 in the red zone. We knocked 6 sacks in the game. That's a season high. That might be. That might be the most in a single game in my time covering. That that legitimately might be right there. Uh, there were two or two on PATs, then two or three on field goals. Looking at the individual numbers, Dawson, two, uh, 22 or 34, 187. One touchdown, three picks, long of 35, sacked twice. Uh, running the ball, Dawson Hill led the way, 11 carries, 20 yards. Where they have 43, but uh, the sack yard is lost. Long at eight, 1.8 yards to carry. Peyton Scott in his final game, two for 15. Long at 10, 17 and a half yards to carry. 
Steph in his final game, two for six, along a four, three yards carry. Got to trail uh, seven carries for five yards. But they had 11, but they lost six, along a five, and then Carney won. Okay, no, he definitely had more than more than one yard rushing, right? Right, that. Oh, no, he was receiving. Okay. Yeah, he had one carry for, for one yard. I then receiving-wise, Terrell Davis led the way five for 65, along a 35. Uh, Delso, five for 55 with one touchdown, along a 28. Uh, Darius Melton, four for 16, along a six. Peyton Scott, two for 14, along a nine. Madison, two for 13, along a nine. Cottrell, two for 11, along a 10. Carney one for seven, long of seven. And then Dominic Dunn, one for six, long of six. I will say defensively though, they, they did a, they did a great job of holding uh Devin Garrison, their best receiver, to tight end to only 44 yards on three catches. And then Kobe Katzis, their most explosive receiver to only four of 20 went with a long of nine. Uh defensively here, leading, leading, leading the way. Again, spoiler alert, the Choso Podcast Network Player of the Week. Zane Adams from a defensive tackle spot, 14 tackles, three TFLs, three and a half sacks, one hurry. Just I, I, I tell you what right there, that's an all-time performance. Uh that that, that right there. Yeah, you gotta tip your cat to, to Zane and 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 Hunter there, because that that was a well of a football game from 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 those Guys, right there. I, I true. I mean, I truly, I truly tip my hats to them, uh, because that that was a. That, I tell you what, you know, uh, when when I mentioned last year after the Emporia game, right, that Steph's outing brought a tear to my eye. I the the effort and fight by those two right there, similar sentiment, very 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 similar sentiment. A uh, Jack Puckett, thirteen tackles, a half TFL. Two hurries again. It just well, I, I, where the guys go to the sky's the limit. We we know the sky's the limit there for Jack Puckett. A hundred large and seven tackles, half TFL, half sack. Mosley seven tackles. Connor Johnson five tackles, one breakup, one hurry. Uh, Marlo Hughes Jr. in his final final game in UCL uniform, five tackles. I'm glad for the man. That both him and Payton were able to end it on the on the field there. Uh, Lemuel Gordon five tackles, one TF. Oh, also he so he had the sack. Well, good for Lemuel Gordon right there. I'm telling you, when when Lim when Lim is on, Lim is on. We got to get that though for eleven games. J.K. Moore four tackles, one and a half TFLs. Noah West four tackles, a half TFL, half sack. Raekwon Wicks in his final game, much like uh, Marlowe and Peyton, glad he was able to end it on the field. Three tackles, a half TFL. Monte in his final game in the UCL uniform. Three tackles, one breakup. Zion Bell, three tackles. Reed Lindsay, two tackles, a half TFL. Johnny Wilson, two tackles, a half sack. One TFL, one hurry. Again, I'm... I feel like Johnny again affects the game in more ways than just what the stat sheet shows there. Grant Lord, two tackles a half TFL. Kyshawn Murray, one tackle. 
Thomas Webb Jr., one tackle. Will Mason, one tackle. Makai Belt, one tackle. Wesley Hudson, one tackle. And then Zachary Stilwell, one tackle. Their special teams are punting the ball. Grayson Miller averaged 50 yards a punt. Shout out to Grayson Miller. Uh, as long as 68, one inside the 20. Uh, punt return, UCL dog. Kobe Stevens, one from negative two off the muff. Uh, and kickoffs, he had eight, he had eight, he had one for eight, and then Cam Manahan two for twenty-five long of twenty. And then Cavell, like I said, he got the one field goal from forty and then he had one one blocked. Uh Grayson Miller, three kickoffs for an average of fifty-eight yards of kickoff. So Obviously, this is the end of the season, um, and uh, I will uh, go go into more detail when I do the uh, season recap episode. But just cursory thoughts of the season, um, like I kind of said in the in the opener, uh, we fell short of the we fell short of goals. I, I think that's really obvious. I think. Well, I think we learn when this team wants to play ball, they can play ball. It's just getting them to play ball for 11 straight games for four quarters is the next step. Uh, because, you know, you look at the games, and I think that's kind of what the Pitt State guy said was like, you look at UCO and sometimes they look really good. Sometimes they don't look good. Like, it's almost what team are you getting? And they got, and like I said, after the Fort Hayes game, that's what average teams do. Um, so if we want to take that step and become a good team, then we got to bring our, our A game for 11 weeks. I think that's the next step. Uh, I'm going to take both players and coaches there to, to get that get that done because we're, we're definitely more talented than a, than a five-win team. Um, but again, I feel like... What we saw yesterday was a good building block. We can build upon that there. Um, we go into the offseason. Hopefully, guys go in there mad, go in there wanting to um, show that they're better than what they showed this season, right? Um, and, and we come out there next year and, and we at least get back to a bowl would be my my, my hope. But, uh, but again, though, uh, it, a very critical year three is 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 uh upon us though um again though it into this the end of the season i want to thank the following people that i've had the pleasure of either talking to in person uh or or messaging via twitter slash x or or instagram obviously obviously the grantham's uh they've been a, they've been a big supporters for years now um i again i i hope they continue to support uh, Mr. Grantham, I always appreciate the conversations. Uh, it truly does. You always came through on the live streams, supported. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. Uh, Mr. Buck Height, uh, again, always a fantastic, fantastic supporter. Glad I was finally able to meet him after the Kearney game. Um, it's unfortunate Dylan was hurt this year. Uh, I, I cannot wait to, to have him back there. I think that will also make the secondary even, even, even better. Uh, the Ridgeways, I get always a pleasure to talk to them. Um, great supporters, too. 
right? Uh, we, we, got, we got the family of Zion Bell. Uh, it was nice meeting you all after the the Lincoln game. It was either Lincoln or homecoming, one of the two. Um, very, very, very nice to uh, meet you all there. Um, the Culberson as well. Always, always appreciate their support. Talking to Mr. Culberson. Um, who else we have? We got uh, Mrs. West. Noah West's mom always supports too. Uh, with a lot of uh, likes and and uh, retweets there. The family of Stephon Brown. I, I get always supporting. Greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, who who else? I'm to, I mean, there's there's so many that I feel like. Uh, Mr. Hurl Dawson's father also does the same thing. Mr. Puckett as well. Um, and I feel like I'm I feel like I'm forgetting people. Oh, the uh the the family of 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 Oscar Hammond. Appreciate the support too. I think Randy Nix's father as well, Randy Nix Sr. Greatly, greatly appreciate that uh, as 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 well. Trying to make sure there's nobody else here that I need in terms. Oh, Mr. Kirby too, Mr. Kirby and Mr. Mr. Tremble as as well. I really appreciate the support. Same with uh, Mr. C uh, Mr. Carney. Same. Uh, I'm thinking that is that is that it. As I say that, as I briefly scan through the roster. Excuse me. I want I want to make sure I give these people credit because I greatly I greatly appreciate all the support. Oh, Mrs. Lindsay Reed Lindsay's mom. I greatly appreciate the uh, support there too. Mr. Stillwell as well for always. Coming through in the in the in the in the live streams there, um, I'm thinking that's it. Oh, Mrs. Macklin, Eric Eric Macklin's mother, <coughs> uh, was I think I met you after the Curdy game. Uh, I I appreciate the support there too. Uh, I'm trying to th is that that might be. It. Oh, Jalit Lewis's father, Mr. Lewis, appreciate the uh, support as well. Always enjoy talking, talking, talking to you too. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think that's I already said, Mr. Puckett, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that. That's it there. Um. So so so. And again, I appreciate everybody else that that listens and supports. And I haven't had the pleasure of meeting yet. Again, always feel feel free to send me an email, send me a DM. Oh, and Mr. Paul Brown. Uh, I, I really enjoy talking to us there as well. Um. Oh, and Mr. Brian Perry. I can't forget him too. Also, can't forget Mr. Ross Scott. Um. Uh, Mr. Tom Dunning as 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 well there as well as our as our fantastic uh, AD Mr. Stan Wagner and I greatly appreciate all the support there again uh, you can my contact contact information is below you can send me an email send me a DM uh, whatever I'd be more than happy to uh, talk uh, but well, as we wrap it up here, we will go ahead and look at the final scores from the week. 
Um, <clears throat> so we had Central Missouri. I will give Lincoln full credit here. Okay, I I said it might be bad. It was still bad. They lost his senior day at Central Missouri, sixty-three to twenty-seven. I give Lincoln credit though. They did get some touchdowns. I think it was down at the half, like forty-two to three, whatever it was. I I, I give them I give them credit because uh, Darius Ely in his final game had two touchdowns. Felt like Darius Ely could play for a lot of other teams in the in the, in the conference. So I was glad he at least had that moment. Um, Cause it, it's just been a, it's been a, it's been a tough season for Lincoln. I just it's been a, it's been a tough stretch for Lincoln. Um, but Central Missouri is indeed the real deal. Uh, so I I was glad that I, I need to see that box score. You know, what? let let me let me let me see the box score. Yeah, I mean they 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 did score twenty four points in the second half. So I, I give them credit. I mean, clearly you see them had they had the backups in there, but they had, they had a forty-one yard touchdown run. They had a forty-two yard field goal. I'm gonna look at them. They had a sixty-nine yard touchdown pass. Good for Lincoln. I, 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 they had fifteen first downs in there. Didn't throw a single pick. Ran for a buck sixteen. Oh boy, they would have had one fifty eight. And I kind of sack yards there. Oh look at them though, one on one on fourth, three and three in the red zone. Oh look, 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 look at them. Look at them though. All right, well, hey, good for Lincoln. No, all I did say we're gonna look at the stats. Yes, yeah, I was talking about that. We need to do that too. Um. Golly, though, you see him 39 first downs, almost dead even, 19 rushing, 20 passing, 370 rushing on 42 carries, almost nine yards a carry with five touchdowns. Jeez, only lost seven yards on 42 carries. 375 passing, only missed 15 passes, four touchdowns, Seven, 745 were offered on 91 plays. Golly, man. Okay, they were one of three on fourth and nine in the red zone, but golly, man. I mean, that's. That's uh, I, I tell you what, what uh, you got to give Coach Lamberson the credit because that, <laughs> I mean that, uh, boy, that's, I mean they 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 gotta be averaging like fifty points of points points a game. We got we got we gonna have to check they 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 they, they numbers too. Oh, Darius Ely had four for one thirty four. I'm I'm glad for the man, truly am. Wish it goes Jermaine Gales and Lincoln the best of luck there moving moving forward in the in the great in the Great Lakes. Um I will still be following them. Um I hope they can they can turn it around again. They are HBCU, they play hard. I I, I pull for them. Uh Emporia won a barn burner down there in Fort Hayes, 45 to 42. That I don't know if that knocks Fort Hayes now. 
Maybe they can still get to a bowl. I think Emporia still can make the playoffs, I think. But that was a barn burner of a game there. It was back and forth. Uh, like the largest lead in the game. Emporia was at one point, though, up by 18. Before Fort Hayes would come back there. Make it a three-point game at the end of the third. And then um, would get a touchdown with 43 seconds left. Make it a, a three-point game. Was not able to get the onside kick there. Well, that's a heck of a football game right there, though. Boy, that's, that's, a, that's a heck of a game. Holy! Fort Hayes had six sacks in the game. And they still lost. Who is Dang, Braden Gleason, 369, six touchdowns. Jack Dawson, three touchdowns, 362. Sheesh. Travis Dixon for Ford Hayes, 154 rushing. Didn't lose a single yard on 22 carries with two touchdowns. Trevor Watts, 13 carries, 210. I mean, 13 catches, 210, one touchdown. Okay, well, that, that was a barn burner down there in Hayes, Kansas right there. Uh, then we've got Northeastern State. I, listen, I give them credit. I, I fully give them credit. They at least scored um, against Washburn. Glad for Washburn. I know it's been a, it's been a, tough, a tough season for them. So uh, Northeastern State actually had the, had, had the lead there. At the end of the first quarter, they had a LeKedrick Holmes 99-yard kickoff return for a free touchdown. So uh, they did have the lead briefly, but then would find themselves down by 17 at the half before they scored on a one-yard run to open up the third. And then the coach they got after that was the 10 and then four. And then I walked from able to put it, put it away there. Winning 45 to 14. So Northeastern State finishes dead last in the conference. They had 11 first downs, only 59 yards rushing, two yards of carry. Oh, they would have had 110, but they had 51 yards and losses. Only 172 offensively on 51 plays. It's just three of 10 on third. Tough. Oh, one on fourth. Sacked two times. They allowed 26 first downs. 240 rushing the Walsburg. Oh, that's just sad. That's sad. 511 is on 78 plays. That's tough. That's that's just tough. I mean, excuse me. They did have two interceptions, but it was against Walsburg's third string quarterback. That's uh tough. Tough, tough, tough. Yes. Again, I pull for JJ Acker. He seems to be a, a good a good a good man on this. You know, it's it's tough out there. Uh currently they was the season that was worse than ours mercifully ended with a fifty-six to seven loss on the road to northwest Missouri. Finished the season three and eight. 
They did, they did not score until the fourth quarter when they was down 49 and nothing. That's just bad. Ten first downs. 77 yards rushing. Oh, man. TJ Davis went out bad. Only 197 on 48 plays. Oh, he went out bad, though. What was his numbers? Man, man went, so TJ Davis in his final college, college game, 6 of 15, 74 yards, one interception, sacked three times. Running the ball 12 for 64. No, yeah, 12 for 64. That's that's just tough, man. I, I that's 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 tough. That that's very tough. Uh then looking, we don't know what happened to UCO. Uh then Missouri Southern got the huge double overtime upset over Missouri Western right there. Shout out there to Coach Otuba Bradley right there. That is a massive win for them. Uh, it, it was a back and forth game, though. They did find themselves down by 17 points late in the first half. Uh, but before they were able to get a touchdown to end the half, then they were down by 18 again at one point. Came roaring back there, though. Um, had a 50-yard pick six as well in there. Then went to overtime where they would win it in double overtime, I guess, on a four-yard run. Um, either Missouri Western was not able to, to match it. But good for Cooper Bradley there. Uh, they only had 28 yards rushing, though. Oh, that, that's even more impressive right there. Oh, they forced three interceptions. Wow. They only had 18 yards less than Missouri West, despite only running despite running 20 less plays, though. Oh, wow. Boy, good for uh, um, uh, Missouri Southern. Luke Sampson, 374, four touchdowns. Wow, okay. Okay, well, well, I'm glad we did not uh we did not see that when they played uh, us, boy. That's okay. Well a hey, good for Coach Bradley right there. I, I, you know I'm a, I'm a Coach Bradley guy. I was looking at the final standings here. Uh since Missouri and Pitt State, I believe, are co-champs each at nine and one on the season. Uh, Emporia finished, and then the third is Emporia, Missouri West, and at seven and three in the conference. Fort Hayes Northwest at six and four in the conference. Then UCL Missouri Southern at four and six in the conference. Currently finishes two and eight in conference. Washburn one and nine, and then ending the game on ending the season on a five game losing streak is the Northeastern State River Hawks. Finishing 0-10 in the conference, 1-10 overall. Now, as I did say, we're just going to look at the uh, stats from Northeastern State in Lincoln this year. 
because I need to see, I need to see what these numbers are out of mainly my own curiosity. <laughs> right. Out of my own curiosity. Uh, let me pull them up here. Let's see. Man. Let's pull these bad boys up right quick. Okay. Do the PDF, please. Download the PDF, please. Uh, download view full screen, please. So we're looking at the Lincoln Blue Tigers here being, oh, 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 the number, oh, oh, that's bad. Oh, oh, that's just tough right there. So they, they scored 11, uh, 11 points a game. Average 97 and a half yards a game, rushing with only three touchdowns. <laughs> wow. Only three rushing touchdowns, three yards a carry, 148 passing, 10 touchdowns to 15 picks. Average 245 and a half yards a game. I feel like that's going to be more than Northeastern State, so... That's something. It's tough. That's tough. I wonder how many punts did they force. They only forced 27 punts all season. That's, that's tough. They put in the ball 77 times themselves. Uh, they were 23.3% on third. Okay, they were 53% on fourth, though. They were sacked 20 times. Only scored 13 touchdowns in 11 games, boy. That's 10 and 18 on field goals, 1 of 3 on onside. They were at least 15 of 20 in the red zone, but only 7 of them being touchdowns. Are they defensively allowing a whopping 53.7 points a game? Tough. Uh, 276.4 yards a game rushing. Oh, Lincoln. Six, six and a half yards of carry with 38 touchdowns. Oh, that's, that's tough. 277.9 back. What? They only had two picks the whole season? Oh, that's sad. D Oh, wow. That's tough. They really allowed 39 touchdown passes to only two interceptions? Dang. Uh, allowing 554.3 yards a game. 50% on third, 57.8% on fourth, only has seven sacks in 11 games. Allowed 81 touchdowns. Ah, late, boy. 710 on field goals, 101 on onside. 58 of 66 trips were scored, 51 of them being touchdowns. Oh, wow. 
Their quarter-by-quarter quarter breakdown is worse. They outscored in the first 210 to 27, in the second 176 to 29, in the third 122 to 24, and then in the fourth 83 to 42. Golly, man, that's that's tough, man. That's Ah, that's what I, I, yeah, I, 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 I wish Coach Jermaine Gale was the best of luck there, cause that's, that's just tough. Um, okay, well, we look at uh, the Northeastern State River Hawks. See what we looking like. Um, I, I said I know offensively. Offensively, they should be better at least from our points per game. Um, as it as it as it as it loads here. Okay, all right, there we go. So, looking at the River Hawks, they are average. They average less points a game. Okay. Wow. At 10 points a game. So full point less. Uh they averaged only 90.7 yards a game rushing. So less yards a game. Three yards a carry, which I think is the same as Lincoln. Okay. Uh they, they do have seven touchdowns to Lincoln's three. Passing the ball. 108.8 yards a game, so that's, a, that's 40 yards less than Lincoln with seven touchdowns to 15 picks, so which is worse than Lincoln. Lincoln has three more touchdowns with the same picks. Um, averaging 199.5 yards a game offensively, which is way worse than Lincoln. That's wow. Couldn't even have 200 yards a game. That's tough, man. That's what he's staying, man. I... Tough out here in the streets. Uh, they forced 31 punts, so four more. They punted the ball six times less than Lincoln. They were 29% on third, so better than Lincoln by 6%. They were 30% on fourth, so worse than Lincoln by 23%. They had six sacks on the season. They were sacked 12 times. Lincoln was sacked 20, so better there. Uh, they scored 15 touchdowns to Lincoln's 13, so beat them there. They were 2-6 of six on field goals, though, which is worse than... Well, Lincoln was two, two, 10 of 18, so I'll do that as well. Uh, they scored 13 touchdowns on 21 trips in the red zone, 15 in total, which is the same as Lincoln. Okay, well, okay, all right. Uh, defensively, allowing 42 points a game, so we're looking at a full 13.7 points a game less than Lincoln. 
allowed a buck 85 a game rushing at 4.8 yards a carry. Yeah, that's almost 100 yards less than Lincoln. 23 touchdowns allowed is 15 less than Lincoln. Allowed 274.9 through the air, 37 touchdowns to eight picks. So yeah, better than Lincoln, allowed two less touchdowns. Got six more interceptions and like three less yards, okay? Allowing 459.9 yards a game. Yep, which is also better than Lincoln. So Northeastern State defense... Significantly better. I think we kind of saw that when when they when they played us though. Um, allowing fifty four percent on third, Lincoln allowed fifty percent on third. So Lincoln better there. Allowed seventy five percent on fourth. Lincoln allowed fifty seven percent on fourth. Lincoln better there. They had six sacks on the season. Lincoln had. Seven sacks. Lincoln had more sacks there. Uh, and then they allowed 64 touchdowns. Lincoln allowed 81 touchdowns. Uh, Northeastern State allowed 6 to 10 on field goals. Lincoln allowed 7 to 10 on field goals. And then in the red zone, uh, Northeastern State allowed 50 of 58 trips. Lincoln was 58 of, of 66 trips. Northeastern State, 44 of them being touchdowns. Lincoln, 51 of them being touchdowns. So it's about even there uh, in terms of numbers. Northeastern um, State, quarter by quarter, outscored in the first, 127 to 21. In the second, 165 to 28. In the third, 80 to 35, and then in the fourth, 91 to 27. Um, yeah, it is just it's just been a very tough stretch there from Northeastern State. Um, yeah, so I, I appreciate you all letting me enter entertain that there. I did say I wanted to see uh what the numbers was looking like there. Uh so as you wrap it up here. Uh, I want to give a shout out there to the volleyball team. They had a big comeback win there. I think it was Friday against Missouri Western. Shout out there to head coach Edgar Mericu. Our men's basketball team moved to 3-0. I'm not sure if they played today. It's only Sunday. They won yesterday by, I think it was, was it 18, something like that. Uh, moved three and zero on the season side there. The Bob Hoffman, that the both the men and women are in the tournament in Tahlequah. No, another women lost in overtime, uh, but uh, very very good there. Uh, so what you can expect moving forward here, I will also make a post, uh, a community post over there on the YouTube channel. We're well, not going to hear from me until after Thanksgiving, so. I'm taking the next two weeks off, um, kind of decompress there. Uh, obviously, Thanksgiving will be a family, but decompress, get my thoughts together there, and then should be the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we will have the season recap uh, up here. Then we will have a channel update slash video of the improved setup over on the YouTube channel. 
Uh, and then from there, what will happen is I'll start working on the position breakdowns like I did last year. We'll have early signing day as well. Um, so I'll put their sign is that early December, early mid December. So what will happen is it'll probably go ch uh, over over the YouTube. It'll be channel updates. It'll be position breakdown slash early signing day and tell the guys until sometime in January and then I'll start reaching out to the guys to get back on one-on-ones. I want to attempt to do one in a live stream. I'm similar to how we did the fall camp update and the spring football update. Uh, I feel like that would be cool. So I'm going to try to get that uh, if, if possible. And then over here, obviously, we'll have the early signing day. Um, and then when we have any more one-on-one. -on -one. So that's the plan moving forward there. Gonna try to make an attempt to get basketball. Talk to men landing about that. Uh, but that's what you can expect moving forward content-wise. So uh, at least for the next couple of, couple of weeks there, uh, there will be nothing. And uh, then we will get back to it after the Thanksgiving break. So again, greatly appreciate everybody that supported this season, continues to support. Uh, it truly does mean a whole lot to me there. Um, and uh, was, this, was, this was what? This was year... Six? Yeah, this was year six, so... Um, I know I'm, I'm, I said, I promised myself I'm going to get at least 10. So we, we got, you got me for at least three more years after that. Who really knows? Um, but, uh, I, you know, it, it's always bittersweet regardless of the record, right? Because like I said, I've had the honor and pleasure of getting to, getting to, to know guys personally, getting to know you all personally in, in, in some instances. So, uh, it's always it's always bitter bittersweet because you know guys do graduate and go on and and and, and live their life so um so yeah so uh, that, you know that's that's another season of UCL football in the books goes by fast man it, it, it goes by really really fast it seems like yesterday was just a season opener here we are in mid no almost in mid November so. Um, but again, I appreciate everybody that support players, coaches, parents, fans, alumni, um, just in general. I really appreciate that. Uh, like I said, though, that's what you can expect moving forward there. So um, I hope everybody has a nice, safe Thanksgiving if you're traveling. Safe travels, eat lots of turkey, ham, whatever your meat of choice is there. Uh, watch some football. And um, we will be back shortly after that time. So until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.